Hi, this is Relap. This is what happened last time. Under the ruins of Meridor, I entered the remains of the Tower of Venifer and recovered a magical stone eye that seems to be the cause of the recent uptake in undead activity. We returned to Fire's Heart with the bronze tablets from the Arsenium, and Holg and I brought the eye to the clerics in the stores of knowledge. As we were leaving, Lucan and Zan arrived, delivering the tablets. Some of them were missing. It seems they had discovered that there were more formulas on the back of some of the tablets. Formulas for weapons that the twins deemed too dangerous for Pyrian hands. That didn't sit well with me. After our debate, our Lucite clergy, with the support of Mark and Holg, used acid to erase the formulas in question, deciding what was right for our Pyrian hosts. Tomorrow, some of us will head back to Meridor to look for more formulas. Lucan will surely want them destroyed. We'll see how that goes. Lucan, you've had kind of a fitful night of sleep, but you finally got yourself dozed off a little bit. Your plan is to get up early, and in your dream, you're standing on a long bridge. You look both directions, and it's endless. And around you, in kind of a mist, are rolling hills. But they're not like hills you've seen before. They're, they're tall and steep, these sort of odd, precipitous peaks. At the top of many of the hills, there's trees, in some, there's like a small grouping. In some, there's one single tree. And most of the trees that you see have apples hanging from them. They all seem to be green, kind of smaller than you're used to seeing. And when you look down off the bridge into the mist, you can see in the valleys of most of the hills, there are mushrooms or toadstools or something to that extent kind of growing up out of the mist a little bit. And you get a very distinct smell of onion. So you walk along the bridge... Nothing seems to change, just the trees and the mushrooms below. And you finally come to the end of the bridge. It sort of comes out of the mist. And on the top of the hill right in front of you is a single dandelion. Want to do anything? Um, I walk up to the dandelion and look at it closer. Looks like a pretty regular dandelion, just one single puff kind of floating there. All right, he's just... I'm going to look around and see if anything else is, stands out to him. You kind of look behind you, look back down, dandelion's gone, and you wake up. Hmm. You're in your room with the Blessing and Barrel. Zan is sleeping in the bed across the room. It's pretty dark in here, but you can kind of see a little bit of moonlight's coming through. A little bar of light running across her, one of her shoulders. And you see that the day is probably on its way. It's just starting to lighten up in the sky. Uh, Lucan is going to start getting ready. He's going to actually get ready to go to Meridor now by himself. Okay. You're trying to be stealthy? Try to keep from waking up your sister? If Zan's sleeping, yeah, he'll try not to wake her up. Okay, go ahead and roll, roll your stealth. <laughs> this will be fun. <laughs> Zan, go ahead and roll a perception to see if he wakes you up. Uh, advantage or disadvantage? Nine. Eh, we'll just make it an even shot. You're sleeping, okay. but he's right there, so I figure it washes. Perception, you say? Yeah. 23. I think she heard me. <laughs> <laughs> One of his boots kind of taps onto his bed and yeah. makes way way more of a noise. Yeah, she kind of jerks away. <gasps> Lugan? Yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to wake you. Oh, it's, it's 
It's all right. Are you, are you getting ready? Yeah, yeah. You can just go back to bed, Zan. No, I wanted to catch you before you left. And she kind of gets up out of the bed and she goes reaching off to the side and underneath like her bedstand area and she pulls out the vial and a half of acid she has left. Oh, okay. And kind of like reaches it out for you. Yeah, uh, he takes him, nods his head to her. He looks very serious. I leave it to your judgment to make decide when to use these. And one other thing, and she'll kind of reach under her pillow, she'll pull out reliquary. Okay. So she'll have that in her hand. And then she'll reach out and kind of grab his wrist. And I'm going to cast Death Ward. So he has eight hours of uh, the protection. Sure. So, nice. yeah, you, you see this, like, radiant energy glow out of her hand, glow onto your arm, and just kind of get absorbed into the skin. So what that nice. means, Brian, is that if you were to get brought to zero hit points, you go to one hit point instead. Kind of saves you from that. Okay. If something were to cast something or have some sort of effect where it sort of instant kill you, you would shake that. And then the spell expires. Okay. All right. He says, thank you. And then he gives you a big, long hug. While you're hugging, she's going to kind of whisper into your ear, I don't trust him. Be careful. If you are worried or anything bothers you, just run if you have to. Just get away. Will do. I'll send you a message if I can when I have time. Sounds good. So she'll just kind of nod and hug you again and watch you leave. All right. You go downstairs, again, trying to be kind of quiet. Nobody's even up downstairs. So you make your way through. There's really no light. You're working off of whatever light's coming in from the moon outside. When okay. you get outside, it's completely silent out there. You hear you know, some birds who just started to chirp. Uh, he's going to go down to the docks and start prepping the boat. When you, As you start to get closer to the docks, you start to hear some clanging of swords. And so as you get within sight of it, you, you actually see Merc fighting off some skeletons <laughs> down at the docks. And there's two Pyrian paladins that are standing off to the side, just sort of cross-armed. Like they're just kind of letting him go at it. Okay. And you see that he's, there's, there's several skeletons that have already been hacked down. And he's got about four left on him. Go ahead and roll your initiative if you want to get involved. Sure. I got a 16. Ooh, I got a 13. I don't even know what that means. So he's basically on on one of the docks. It doesn't take you long to get up there. And again, these, these two Pyrian paladins are just sort of standing there, almost like smirks on their faces. They're just sort of letting Merc go. And you see there's a lot more skeletons lying around than you initially saw. All right, Lucan. Kind of walk right up next to Merc, make sure he's within five feet of him to help protect him, and uh, light up his sword and take a swing at the one in front. 15 to hit. Hits. 11 damage. All right, so you smack at it. The one side of it almost chops off. You know, it loses an arm into the water, but it's still standing. You know, they, they don't seem to act much like they've been hurt when they get hit. Okay, he'll take another swing at it. 20 to hit. Six damage. You basically just chop it off <laughs> at the at the neck. It falls into the water with the splash. One of them's going to swing at you, Lucan, and he misses. And then two of them are swinging at Merc. I'll use protection on one of those okay. disadvantages. So one of them gets a disadvantage. Shield? Ooh, they all miss. They're basically just smacking into your armor. The one that swung at Lucan, can I sit and I'll strike it? Sure. Does a 22 hit? It does. Just 12 points of slashing damage. Oh, okay. So this thing is like barely together anymore, but it's sort of hanging by a thread. You, you feel like you almost took this thing down with one blow, but, it's, but it sort of turns its head back at you. And So I will take a attack at... An uninjured one. It's a 23 hit. It does. 13 points of damage. 
get that one one shot, just boom, split him right, and his skull just splits in half, and he falls over, hits the dock. And I go out another in- uninjured one. Does a 19 hit. Yep. 14 points of damage. So, wham, hits one, just splits it in half. The other one, the one that was actually, like, right behind it, so it's like one drops, the other one's standing there, and you just take that one in half right down its, sp- like, the middle of its spine right under its rib cage. It just sort of falls in half. It kind of looks at itself while it falls, and then it sort of stops moving once it drops. So he's got the one left that's kind of battered up. Batter up. I just stop him, but the, the blade, like, I just kind of, like, bring the, the blade to, like, a resting position and just, like, I just stop. Okay. Lucan, you want to finish it off? Lucan dies. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, he's dying! No, you have Death Ward, remember? All right, Lucan takes the swing. Literally just cast it on you. I got a 16 to hit, seven points of damage. You kind of look at Merc for a second and then swipe at it, kind of catch it right under the, underneath the cheekbone and just its head goes flying into the water. Body drops to the ground and you're standing there among a bunch of bones with Merc. You notice that the two the two Pyrians in their tricorn hats and their leather armor are saying something off to the side. One of them passes some gold over to the other one. <laughs> Morning, Merc. Well, you're up early. What brings you down here? I'd be asking you the same thing. Well, I had a rough conversation with Asher. He's still at it, huh? I don't expect him to stop anytime soon. Yeah. Well, decided I was going to go to Mirador. Without us, I take it. That was the plan. I mean, you can go if you want. So let me get this straight. You're going to go without us, but you're really more concerned about Relaw. I am more concerned about Relaw, or whoever else gets there at, at this point. You're more than welcome to come, but I need to go do what I know needs to be done. Yeah, uh, you know, this is kind of some of the stuff that annoyed me about the church. Thanks for reminding me. Khan just shakes his head. You're not even going to try to talk to him and understand his point, are you? You're just assuming that he's against you. We did talk. What I saw was he voiced some concerns. We said something different, and then we enforced our will, and we didn't talk to him. We didn't make, try to understand his side. That is what I saw. I saw somebody that I did talk to, and it sounded like he really didn't care if people died. A lot of people. And that is a huge shock. I think he was concerned about the political situation of a uh, person acting on the behalf of a nation without their knowledge. Well, maybe. It didn't come off that way to me, I guess. Well, I will never call Relop articulate. You want to go with me? No. Have fun. Take I'll care. walk back towards the end. Okay. <laughs> Merc, what's your plan at that point? Are you going back to the... What are you doing? I go to the end. I sit down in the common room and I just... Shake my head, and I wonder so much. There's so much going through his head right now. He's got so many things going on, and Lucan's behavior is not helping his disposition. Lucan, the fishermen start to show up at the docks. A lot of them start pretty early, and they apparently were waiting for the show to be over, you know, for the dock to be cleared. And so you do see a bunch of fishermen starting to go for boats and kind of loading things up for the day. They've got net and uh, cages and different equipment. Okay, Lucan yells out to him. He says, uh, good luck to y'all this morning. Keep an eye out for these undead. Thank you, sir. You get a couple of 
people that respond. A few people kind of ignore it as they're packing things up. Okay. He gives them a wave. And... So, uh, excuse me, um, may I rent a boat? I will need it for probably at least a day, maybe a few days. Do you just need transport across the lake, or do you actually need the boat? I need the boat. One I can row myself. Uh, I might be able to do something like that. How about her? Kind of points at a little rowboat. Single man thing. Yeah, that'll do. What do I owe you for? Well, if it's a couple of days, I would, uh, you know, the rate would just, just be a couple of gold a day, but seeing as how I don't know you, i got to make sure I recoup in case I don't see the boat again. So how would six gold be? I'll give you two of that back with when you return the boat. Sounds like a fair deal. Can I hand him six gold? All right. Thank you, sir. And Lucan packs it. Okay. And it smells. It's the water. Smells of fish. You know, <clears throat> I mean, obviously the docks kind of do anyway, but mm-hmm. definitely just a small fishing boat. It's going to take a little while to get across by yourself. All right. He's Have a good night, guys. See you later. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to row for a little while. Mm-hmm. So dawn comes. I imagine that Zan probably gets up not long after dawn. Yeah, not too long. I would imagine Relot probably ends up waking up relatively soon. Yeah, I'm keen on getting down there. My bet is that Hulk's not too hurried. <laughs> no, no, no rush. See, I know you guys after 30 episodes. <laughs> it only takes this long. <laughs> now you finally know us, Gene. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Mark. <laughs> I thought 10. I thought 10 was a sweet spot, but no. <laughs> Do I see Merc at the end? He is not in Did the room when you when you wake up. He's he's gone. I'll go ahead and head on down. Okay. All right. Relot comes walking down the steps. Merc is sitting, looking very pensive, near the hearth. The hearth is, at this point, they've actually come back out and sort of stoked it up again. Right, right. And the, there's some movement in the kitchen. Morning. I would give you a greeting, but I would not call this an auspicious day. Well, no, I don't think uh, the owls are very pleased with my opinions. But when has that changed? I don't think they understand your opinions. I think what they heard was that you didn't care about life. What? I am telling you, I had a talk with Lucon this morning already, and that's what he thinks. He thinks you don't care about life. Well, that's not the case. I don't. It's not that I don't care about life. I just don't care about sending two tribes to fight each other over dumb reasons and hampering one when the one that's getting hampered has absolutely nothing. Uh, has I, done nothing wrong. Right. I think they were concerned about the mass magnitude of the destruction of the weapons, and then. I will agree. I'm not concerned about Perians having the weapons. I am concerned about everybody else having the weapons. For example, those orcs that were trying to raid that area. They were trying to use it to get into the Dwarven Kingdom. Right. They don't need that weapon. They don't. No, the orcs don't need that weapon. And I don't think the Perians need that weapon. Because it keeps it out of the orc's hands. It keeps it out of Nox's hand. And whatever term you want to call them. Cultists, terrorists. But if it's in the stores of knowledge, there's not an orc that's going to get into the stores of knowledge. I would not say that. I would say a force of orcs would be capable of getting into the orc. I don't know how large it would be or how robust that would have to be, but I would say that they could do that. Do you think orcs could get into the stores of knowledge? If there was enough of them. We fought off cultists, so fighting off orcs is and also a to walk that. in the park. Yes. I will also point out that the Pyrians, with the aid of the dwarves, did fight off the Lucites before. Okay, so we're just mitigating who loses more personnel. We had tried to have a discussion about this. 
Right. And while I do feel that you did bring up some valid points, the group as a whole decided that the knowledge was best left unknown for everybody, not the Pyrians, everybody. Okay, I see your point. And I think to earn their trust, we need to show that we're at least willing to abide by that. But I think you need to go explain to these people that you are concerned about hamstringing a nation over a religious belief because that's what it kind of boils down to. So they... They do not understand that opinion of yours. Well... And I don't think the deal of the eye helped either. Well, the eye has nothing to do with anything. No, the eye... Yes, but you didn't tell us about it until we had to ask you about it directly after we got sacked by skeletons. That's a fair point. And why didn't you tell us about that? If you had told us about that, that would would give them less ammunition to fire with. That's fair. However, the entire first half of this book that we're writing involves a wizard in a world where wizards are not allowed or in prison, or worse, have to swear fealty to a god that they don't believe in. And the last couple of chapters of this book have made it so that that wizard doesn't have to hide anymore. So, some habits die hard. And I do apologize for not telling you about that. But it didn't seem to have been a pressing concern. We could have gotten across the lake gotten the eye to the stores of knowledge and been back again before any of the skeletons that we were worried about arrived. And to play the Lushites advocate here, they do perceive us, and you in particular, as liars. And I understand why they do that, and I understand why we lied, and I understand why we hid all these things from them. This is the moment when we need to be start being forthright with them, or we need to leave, because this is not going to work. So the decision is pretty simple. Do we cross the lake, chase after Lucan, and try to track him down? Excuse me? Yeah, he's already ahead of you. The honest and upstanding Lucan? Yeah. The champion of light? Listen, I already had that. Has left without telling the rest of the party? Yes. And I told him I was disappointed and walked away and waited for you. How long ago did he leave? At this point, probably an hour and a half. How long does it take to get across the uh, lake? A few hours, right? Yeah, he's maybe halfway across the lake, maybe a little shorter because he—it's by—he's by himself, so he might have. But we need to go there, and you need to tell him clearly why you did what you did and how you feel, and the reason you feel the way you feel. That's fair. And he may still abide by his previous decision. At that point, will be on him. Do you want to go chasing after him, or do you want him to reap what he sows? No. Let's see how this plays out. Meaning? (laughs) I understand we uh, need to talk to a fairly advanced level wizard, so let's go ahead and do that. I was going to jack down that uh, mathematician. Oh, but a wizard can get us places very quickly. And I'll wait until uh, Xan and Hold come down. Merc, you in on that? Yeah. Then you have woken up and kind of gathered your things a little bit. You are thinking about Lucan and whether maybe he might get, be getting himself into trouble. And you recognize that there's a piece of paper laying on his bed. And it says, I have headed to Meridor to do what needs to be done. May Lucian's light guide you, sister. 
just kind of holds it for a second and looks at it. All right. I already knew that. And she'll just kind of fold it up, put it with her stuff, and she's kind of packing her things. Make her way out the door. Dawn is just hitting us. And down in the common room, you can see that Relop and Merc are sitting at a table kind of near the hearth. She's Nobody gonna, else in there. She's going to stop with a start. Her eyes are going to go wide. She's going to look around, and then she's going to make her way back into the room. She's going to grab the mechanical broom of flying and just start stomping her way down the staircase in a hurry. As you see her stomping down the stairs, she's carrying the mechanical broom of flying. She's all geared up for the day. Good morning, Zan. How are you doing? Lucian's like, you guys left him to go on his own, and she's making her way out the door. I don't think that broom's going to catch up to him. Well, it's better than letting him do it there by himself. He's going to die over there. Why didn't you no. go together? Wasn't that the plan? Well, that was the plan until your brother decided to take matters into his own hands, which is something I know a little bit about. He, he what? I admire his spunk. But what were you planning on doing today? Meeting Pogaben, the way we discussed last night over the meal. Why? <sighs> she kind of just angrily like looks at the letter again and just crumples it in her hand and stuffs it in her satchel. That broom is not going to get you to your brother any faster than Pogaman can. What? Well, I understand that you Lucites are averse to wizardry and magic and whatnot, but you need to understand that outside of your world... Wizards can do amazing things with transportation. We walked through a portal in the wizard's tower in Lucidum. Which was amusing. But mm. I think you should have a drink and we should probably discuss this. We don't have time for this. Oh, we've got time. If this Pogabin can get us to Lucan, we need to go now. Your brother's in the middle of the lake. We don't need to teleport to the middle of the lake. We've got some time. Maybe you should have elaborate a little bit more on this teleportation. Wizards have the ability to, uh, well, if Pagaban is as venerated as I think, wizards have the ability to go wherever they want. And you know for sure that Pagaban can do this, and that we're not just wasting time? I'm not too terribly far away from it, and if Pagaban is much higher level than I, then he'll be able to handle it. She kind of looks around, she just paces slightly, you just expect me to sit here? Well, I think this is probably the best course of action. I understand that you don't trust me, but for the majority of our group, for the majority of the time we've been together, we've been in your land. A land where I am a criminal. Anything that I do that's remotely magical around the authorities is considered high treason and gets me put in a dungeon. You think I don't know that? We've been protecting you this entire time. We've been trying to keep you away from the light bearers. We've been trying to help you blend in, move around unseen as best we can. We're brand new clergy. What do you expect us to do? I understand that. But you need to understand that, from my point of view, all it would have taken was one misstep on your part. One just casual conversation to any of the light bearers. And that brings the entire church down on me. And... I'm sitting in a room right next to Pulo. And you think I was going to do that to you? Possibly. It was your prerogative at any point in time to do that. For months on end, I had to endure the stress of knowing that if I said anything out of line or against your church, on a whim, you could turn to the nearest Lucite soldier and say, that is a wizard. And you thought I was going to do that to you? There are four small words. It's an easy mistake to make. 
Do you appreciate the stress that I was under? Do you appreciate the stress I was under for trying to protect you? And doing so, we got you out. We helped you out. We did every cover story we could with every person that we knew. We lied to our parents about who you were to protect you. And none of it ever seemed to matter. You just were always angry at what our religion says about you. It's not what I believe. I understand, and I I apologize for placing that anger at you. But when you're told that you can't do something, no matter how often somebody else says it, it's fine. We aren't going to say anything. It's still there. So if we ever go back to your parents or to Lucidum, I still need to have an escape plan ready or some sort of documentation saying that I can pass through your realm without any problems. She reaches into her satchel and pulls out the light bearer scroll from Yudas. This yep. would work. Yeah, I've got one of those. You could use this at any time. Anyone on a casual glance would think you are a light bearer. I don't understand why you that think offer, I would betray you so easily. That offer would have gone a long way had it been given much earlier. My apologies then. We were leaving. I didn't realize it would matter that much. We've I don't know when you got that. Shortly after night's day. You just want it. It's direct contact with the High Inquisitor. I wasn't sure whether you would want that on your person. I don't know what else he has on it. I don't know if he can track you with it. I don't know if he could track me with it, but... Most likely he can. Then would you want this? Not now. For I've got additional plans for that. What are your plans with these tablets? Give them to the Pyrians. All of the tablets? The fronts of them. We had this discussion yesterday. We just we told you what we thought. We took a, even took a vote. And I didn't sleep very well last night thinking about what the decision meant long term. If it has any bearing on you whatsoever, I had doubts about my decision. But when your argument made it sound like you didn't care about the slaughter of innocent millions... I felt backed into a corner to where my only answer to the question was getting rid of them from all existence. And so I did. But part of me thinks, well, what if Nock creates some sort of stronghold? What if we need to blow up a wall? What if I need to shoot a bullet that will explode a tower of an evil orc army? And I had the knowledge in my hand, and I personally destroyed it because I felt it shouldn't be used between us free folk. That's a fair concern. The knowledge that you destroyed last night was probably decades in the making. Some people's lives' works were erased. I'm not saying that these weapons are inherently good or inherently evil. I'm saying that these weapons exist so that people who are much smarter and wiser than us Hmm. can make decisions as to whether or not those weapons get implemented. Who is that? From my personal Mm -hmm. exposure to both of your societies, I would say the Pyrians are far wiser. They embrace the knowledge. The chances that the backs of these tablets ever see the light of day are probably pretty slim. You've been in the stores of knowledge. You've seen their categorization. I've also seen their obsession. They do like to learn things. I see people with artifacts throwing countless creatures into fire and watching them explode. What if that happens with a bullet that can destroy a building? I think they appreciate the knowledge far more than we give them credit for. That throwing a 
creature into a fire and whatnot was simply an experiment on a harmless magical item. I don't know if those creatures were harmless. They certainly acted real. Well, I pull out Tucker. He seems real too, doesn't he? And I wouldn't dare attack him. Or throw well, him in a fire. That's okay. I would. I'll reach over and snap his neck. And <laughs> Nearly helping your treasure all life argument, but alright. She like, she'll like stand up out of shock. I know I can do this because in about ten minutes, I can get the exact same Tucker back. Does he feel pain? Nah. Is he angry at you for doing so? Possibly annoyed. Where does he go? I think he uh, goes to the uh, Wandering Wood. You un- the point go. is, if you feel the desire and you will not <clears throat> budge on this, I need your word that you will do everything in your power and allow me to do everything in mine to ensure that this bishop you speak of does not become the Pope. Who? Castleman? Yeah. What are you going to do to stop him from rising? I don't think we should dwell on that particular point, but know Mm. that I will ensure that if you do not take care of his ascension, I will take care of it for you. I'm sorry, I don't understand. Why do you think you can influence anything? I would love for Castaman to not be Pope. I want Bishop Card to be Pope so we can continue the peace that we've had so far. Can you make Card Pope? In your great wisdom? I don't think I can make anyone Pope or not make anyone Pope, but I can certainly throw wrenches into works. Can't you throw wrenches into the works of the other two so that the other one can ascend? I don't know exactly how it'd work out yet. Well, while I'm not dwelling on that, perhaps I'll dwell on a cursed item being brought without our intentions? Yeah, I did that. My apologies if you don't understand quite how my mistrust of wizards almost in general even including light bearers <laughs> is not incredibly high sure all of them seem to be lying to me all of the time that's fair or trying me for heresy i mean that happened didn't it merch look over was it heresy misuse of church resources i think was the words he used either way it was an inquisition i'm not a big fan of him either even though technically i'm here on his and the church's behalf you have to understand the distinction between the two and know that if you're in lucite lands now or not i'm going to keep you safe i'm not going to turn you in i'm not going to arrest you and you don't have to buy me things and she'll put the broom on the table i have no idea what you're talking about asking lucan to lie is one of the stupidest things you've ever done yeah, actually, that's, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good line. <laughs> Put this in the bag. Anyone in the group that needs it can use it. It shouldn't be just for me. I'll go ahead and put it in the bag. And when you pick up a cursed item that you want to destroy that's pure evil, understand that the Owl Twins, as you guys so lovingly call us, would be more than happy to help you destroy something like that. You can tell us. It did seem like a footnote to a story. Until the berserking skeleton hordes? We are in a boat. We could have outrode them. Until they came to a populated area. We still would have had plenty of time to get it away. It wasn't really a necessity. And I apologize for that. I accept your apology. As long as you know that I have things that I need to get done. Your church has sent me on a quest for this orb. Who? You've got cracks in your religion. Tell me about it. I plan to expose them. 
one of the cracks in your church is looking for this particular item and sent me looking for it. I've been told that this item will be traded for a similar item, but I don't know how I feel about giving it to a Lucite. Are you going to? I'm against you giving it to a Lucite trader because the only Lucite trader I know for sure is Asher Walner and he follows Nock. He doesn't strike me as a cultist. Yeah, I guarantee you, nobody thinks Asher Walner is a cultist besides me. Do you want me to try to investigate this he? No, I can. I've got a uh, scroll case that allows me to talk to him, and I should be able to talk to him and see exactly where his allegiances lie shortly. Is he the one throwing wrenches into things for you? If you don't give him this, will he help you at all for stopping Castamon Rise Power? Plan on making that part of an agreement. Plus, he doesn't know that we're able to get to Meridor as easily as we are. I've got some time to play with. I also have a spell to create. Alright. Well, let's wait for Pogobin. Teleport over to Meridor as planned with the two of you. And then we can continue as we expected. The three of you in Meridor. Getting the tablets and bringing them back. If there's more weapons of mass destruction... Yeah, that's a conversation we're going to need to have beforehand. Sure. Because if Pogobin's there, he's going to need to be there to get us back. Okay. Most wizards do not take kindly to destroying knowledge. If he's as wise as you say, maybe he'll agree that we should destroy it. Represents us with a better plan. Perhaps. I don't know anything about this Pogobin other than he was a student of some famous wizard. I don't know anything else about him. I... Max specifically said that his temperament was good until it didn't need to be, so I don't know what that means either. Sounds like a short fuse to me. Maybe. Is that someone that you want to have in control with something of that kind of power? Oh. Maybe if there's somebody to temper him out, that's not that bad of a deal, but... Who's going to temper him out if he's as powerful as you say? Let's get to Meridor first and maybe bail your brother out of a bit of trouble. Well, so it depends on how big a boat Lucon got. I didn't see that, so... I imagine not a very big one if it was just him. Well, then we'll need a mystery way back that doesn't involve walking all the way around. You're not going to carry that many tablets by yourselves, either. If we can keep the knowledge, how somehow make sure that the orcs do not get that knowledge of the weapons of mass destruction, which I think all of us can agree on that point, and get back, we can find a better way to get the tablets another day, because I think you were planning on being here for a couple days. Yes, and more research to do, plus speaking with Pogben, and at least another week. I don't know if I can wait that long, but I'll wait as long as I can. Well, you need to get the math done from the stores as well. We're not done here. This is say Asher is escalating things. In what way? Well, he's talking about pulling the wings off my brothers and sisters. She's kind of looking very concerned at you. He would kill his own brother and sister just to get to you? Why are you so important to him? I'm probably the only person that can stop him. That's the only thing that makes any sense to me. And how are you going to do that? Well... Force I, or that book? Depends on what's in the book. But I will use force if necessary. Well, it sounds like you don't have much of a choice in waiting. So are you going to push for the book or are we making our way to Finnis Lingam? I'm going to push for the book because I am not welcome in Finnis Lingam. I am not a noble in good standing. If I come back to Finnis Lingam and smite a brother, I am nothing more than a warmonger trying to seek power. 
Unless you have proof. Unless I have proof. So then you need to stay here as well and work on your math. Which there is a mathematician in town, and we're working on that. But I don't know if it's going to be a week. I don't know if it's going to be a month. I don't know if it's going to be two days. Do you need me to have your family protected? I don't know that you can protect them. They're all over the place, and uh, more than a few of them are right next to the threat. I could do ascending to Prince Home and have your sister taken from Prince Home and hidden away somewhere. I can. He's not after that one. He's after Lucia. Where's Lucia? She's in Woodsend, doesn't she? She would be in Finisligum. All right. Next to the brother. And where is your other your brother, Tedder? Right. Yes. I don't think he would go after that one. It would be too obvious. And mm. also, I'd be closer to Lucia than Tedder. And he's in Lucidum, correct? Tedder is in Lucidum, yes. Tedder should be in Lucidum. I could contact bishops and have him protected and removed off-channel so no one knows where he is. Mm. He can go I... on a sabbatical. Then at least he's protected. And if this Pogaben is as good as you're saying he is, can he teleport us to Finislingham and protect your other sister? Save us a trip? That's a good question. Well, right now we have one brother to save. We, I think we have we're one asking, sister to save. We're not asking a lot, an awful lot of a Pyrian. Yes. I would give a lot to that Pyrian. It circles us back to the discussion that we need to have. Yes. What? Let's first keep Lucan out of his own decision. Yeah. Yeah. Which means we need to talk to Pogaman and potentially go down in forest, so we probably wouldn't want to get a whole gap. Yeah, he's not going to be happy to go, but I think he was expecting to stay in town. But I'm sure another trip to Meridor would be wonderful for him. I can get him. She'll make her way upstairs. Hulk, mm-hmm. welcome <laughs> to episode 30. <laughs> 17 hours later. An entrance. Boop, boop, boop. An entrance. Five more minutes, Mom. Never call me mother. Awkward. <laughs> I mean, yeah, climb out of bed. Grab my stuff and be like... Swing the door open. All right, we're ready to go out on the town. Nope, change of plans. Lucan's being an idiot. You'll love it. And she'll make her way out. (laughs) Well, (laughs) that is all she will say to him, just bluntly, and then she'll turn and walk away. I will look at the hilt of the uh, soul sword that he's given me. Yeah, yeah, he's he's worth it, right? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Start walking downstairs. You've a great interest. That's amazing. <laughs> all right. We've missed you, Hulk. So, so I assume we all make our way downstairs, brief him on the situation, and we're going to wait for this messenger or whoever's yep, showing yep. up. Any response, Hulk? What are we doing now? I'm going to Meridor. Lucan left apparently everyone behind in order to do some sort of self-righteous crusade. We're going to go save him. Well, that's normally something for these other two to do. Exactly. We're going to save him. Using the help of this Pogaben wizard, he's apparently going to be able to hopefully teleport us directly there to save Lucan's life. Gotcha. I am nervously waiting for him to arrive while slowly Lucan rose to his own death. So just a normal morning. Gotcha. I'm having a drink, and she'll walk her way over to the bar. Good. I like that idea. <laughs> By the way, Real Up, I think you're having a negative impact on Lucan. <laughs> <laughs> He's an idiot. <laughs> what? Yes, but he's our idiot. <laughs> the idiot who wants to get rid of weapons. No, nope. she gets it. <laughs> no, she doesn't. Now going by yourself is stupid. Not the mission. Not backing your brother on a heroic 
solo adventure. solo adventure to die. Yeah, you're right. That's right. It's so stupid of me. Just, I should just let you die. We didn't have trouble getting there before. <laughs> All right. So we're waiting. It depends on how long we have to wait. She might eventually have to do ascending to max to get him kicked, throwing oh. things off faster. Sure. Fast, fast, could you yell at your brother while you're at it? <laughs> I, I could, but I'd rather do it face to face. The sendings aren't quite. Ooh, as personal. yeah, that's gonna be more fun yeah, to watch. Yeah, so. Yeah, you, you've seen, you see Zan angry at Lucan for the first time. Yeah, this is gonna be good. Yeah, I can't wait. <laughs> Makes popcorn just magically appear in his hand. <laughs> good hour goes by. Nothing. Not waiting for an hour. Okay. <laughs> she would do the sending within like 30 minutes to Max, because that's the only person she knows that's like. These are, uh, what do you tell him to get? We need to reach up? this pocket bin immediately. Something's happened to my brother. We need his help, his help only. As soon as possible, and try to move things along. Right. He says, "I will be at the blessing of barrel within the hour." <laughs> <laughs> Not good enough, but all right. <laughs> she also doesn't know where she's going, so he shows up about twenty minutes later. Okay, so we're almost at an hour from where we were. Yeah, Relop has been tinkering with his straps on his staff. He's clearly doing something with spells, and he walks through, and he's got his. Tricorn hat, leather outfit. Good morning. Zan's probably in the middle of a pacing fit and then just like spins on him. Great. Are we going? What's the emergency? Lucan left for Meridor this morning alone. We need to get to him quickly. Can Pagaben take us there? I, I don't know. I can take you to Pagaben, though. Great. Let's do so. He kind of looks around at everybody <laughs> and everybody's just sort of staring him down. And he, you know, he kind of has a lot of bravado. Mm hmm. And he almost like shrinks for a minute because he's just, like everybody's just giving him this like death stare. I'm gonna give him like that little like flipping go go along, go on, let's go on, hurry yeah. up flapping your hand. <laughs> he says, "Follow me." We shall. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get up and get two mugs of ale, catch up to him, and hand him the one of the mugs. <laughs> You're leaving with the mugs. Well, if I give him a gold, they should be. <laughs> All right, fair enough. You got travel mugs. It's okay. They have an open container law that allows you to drink outside. To go Takes it <laughs> makes refills that much cheaper. He looks down at you a little bit quizzically and he kind of looks at it and eh, kind of shrugs and takes a drink. Thank you. Oh, sorry to disturb you. You kind of walk through town and there's all these stone buildings and you basically get to a spot where it's like a little pillbox building. It's really this tiny little thing, almost circular. Stones just kind of creating this round building, and there's one door to it, no windows. And then it's got a it does have a wooden door. And he knocks on the door, and you basically hear a voice, and it says, Who is it? It's Max. We're I know we're a little bit early. Apparently, there's a little urgency. See, brought your lucites. Yes, not a lucite. Very well. Door opens up on its own. Is Max, like, just directing us in, or is he going in first? He or? just kind of steps out of your way. I'll go first. People start walking in. It's it's actually a stairwell down, so this is not much of a building mm. on this level. Mm. It's actually leading down into a lower level. As you start to do that, you do actually hear, you, so everybody sort of follows down. Max actually goes to follow. He sort of lets everybody go by, and he goes to enter, and he goes, Not you, Max! We can hear it from downstairs. Yeah, oh, it's, it's this voice. It's like yeah. a, it's echoing through the hall, you know, like okay. a, almost like a PA system or something, right? Okay. Not you, Max! Thanks, Max. If you look back, you sort of see him stop. 
back up and the door slams <laughs> shut. As the door slams shut, I'm going to do that little finger wave and just <laughs> as the door closes. It's awfully dark in here. You know, dark vision, you can see your steps, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Those without dark vision are suddenly like, ooh, this, like, it went away. <laughs> and yeah, I flipped the torch. It spirals down a little bit. Just maybe two or three stories. A little more than you actually would think, right? But it, yeah. it just kind of goes two or three stories and you empty out into a large stone room. There's lots of tables, some beakers, you know, kind of a lab. There's also some shelves full of books that are sort of staggered along, you know, just haphazardly thrown into the shelves. And the voice says, have a seat. And you're kind of looking around because there's no chairs. It's just tables, right? Is there a table that seems to have less stuff on it than others? Well, you can find one that's pretty clear. Yeah. So she'll just kind of find one, slide a few things out of the way and just lean against it. I uh, go stand next to the door and just the menacing guard, but not... Like guarding our exit out? Yeah. Okay. Something like that. I just plop down on the floor where I'm... I sit at the end of a table, just right on the end of it. Mm -hmm. I'm swinging my feet. So, and you kind of hear the voice, and it's like it's that echoing thing that seems to be, you know, the PA sort of voice. And it starts off, and it says, so, and then it just sort of changes voice, and suddenly he's standing amongst you. (laughs) It's just him speaking now. You need my assistance. He is a gnome. He's actually a little bit shorter than Relop. He is clean-shaven. He has a ridiculously large nose and ears the size of saucers. He has little tiny beady eyes, and so he's almost got like kind of a rat-like kind of quality. Everybody but Relop thinks of him as sort of ugly, right? Like Relop, it's like, well, eh, you know, right? Like, but everybody else, he's not a real handsome guy. His jaw is almost nondescript, you know, and just sort of like disappears underneath that nose or under his mouth. And he's got a little bit of blonde hair that's sort of streaked across the top. You know, he's bald on top, but he has a little bit of like a comb over him. And he, surprisingly, is a little bit tan. Does he look old? No. He looks, I mean, you know, with gnomes, they live a little bit longer than a lot of races, but he doesn't. He doesn't look, I mean, it's hard to tell, but he does not, he's not very wrinkled. Yeah, wrinkled is more like He's maybe in his prime. Okay. You know, it's kind of what, the impression you get anyway. He looks younger than Relop to me. Yeah, he probably would, actually, yeah. Yep. It's hard, he's one of those, you know, hard to place kind of things. What can I help you with? He kind of smiles, and his eyes just squint over. Well, where do we want to start? We had an appointment with you today, but unfortunately, a set of circumstances had made us come to you sooner than planned, and not for what we originally planned to do. My name is Anafia Anastasia. I'm from the Lucite Church, obviously. She'll introduce everybody. This mercenary, Relop, and Holg. We are also here with my brother, Lucan. He is currently rowing a boat across the lake, south to Meridor. We've recently returned from an expedition there, returning some knowledge from one of the laboratories excavated by the orcs. Orcs excavated knowledge from Meridor? They were certainly trying to. We can show you. However, we do need your help in teleporting ourselves over there quickly versus attempting to catch up to my brother by boat. Do you have this capacity? We discovered the Arsenaeum. Correct. That's what it's called. I forgot its name. Arsenaeum? Yeah. Big smile, and he says, I thought you were just looking for some background information on the area. This is far more interesting. (laughs) Isn't it, though? I will also like some background information of the area, but not right away. (laughs) Huh. Would you like to join us to the Arsenaeum? We need your help getting over there. And you're going to 
We're going to save my brother. Save your brother from whatever trials are there. What did you find when you were there? Troll. Troll? Full of acid? Troll full of acid. I like it. <laughs> it was interesting. There was also an orc raiding party on the beach. And within the tomb itself, they were looking for the Arsenaeum. Also a temple of Venifer. And the tomb of the Arcane Knights. The Elder ben- Knights. Benifer thing stops him in his tracks, yeah. right? Like he's like... Like he almost... Because he's been smiling. He's yeah. like sort of amused by you. <laughs> and you say Tower of Venifer and he just sort of like stops. And he's yeah. like, what did you find at the Tower of Venifer? She looks over to Relop. When are we reaching out to him about the eye? There's a circle there for teleportation. And a goldfinch struck me as a familiar, but not. The circle, did you get a sequence? I did. Can I have it? I'd be interested in a trade. Well, you're looking for transport, right? (laughs) Yeah. I transport you there, you give me the sequence. Then I have the sequence, you get to go where you want to go. That seems like a trade. Can you also bring us back along with any further knowledge we get from the Arsenium? How do I transport the knowledge? Are are we talking about books? They're They're in tablets, we can carry them. If you can transport us with what we're carrying and bring us back here safely, saving us a row across the lake, I don't know, Master Relop, it's up to you. This is your knowledge. You'll show me where the Vanifer entrance is? I will. Perhaps you can help me decode some of the stuff in there. I will show you the entrance to the Temple of Vanifer. However, everyone here, barring me, can't see it. Which raises a question, then. They just saw a wall. I walked right through a door. So will I see the entrance? Is that the question? That's the question that we have, isn't it? I will show you to the entrance, and I will show you past the entrance if I can. Hmm. The circle is beyond the entrance. However, friend, if you have a spare teleportation circle scroll, we could go directly to that circle. I know the sequence. I just don't know the spell. Well, you're in a hurry, though, correct? I would imagine we would just teleport down, do our mundane work there and then sort out the circle if you can't bring us back it would be fine i have ways of fabricating our own methods of transportation if you catch my drift so we'd be able to go right into the tower that's where the circle was that you found correct and you wrote down the sequence i do have the sequence i'll pull out my copy of the sequence okay this is to the basement of the Temple of Venifer. He kind of sits down, cross-legged, across from Relop, and he starts looking through what Relop wrote down, and he gets his own book out. It's got this giant book, it's about as big as he is, and he starts with a quill sort of writing down things. It kind of scratches in. It's kind of awkward, actually. It's like one of those like bad noises, right? Everybody's teeth sort of hurts as he's scratching in. Suzanne especially. Let's try it. I'm good. Everyone connect. Sort of holds his hand out. All right. uh, I'll go grab Relops and I guess yeah let's just make it awkward (laughs) he did make it awkward (laughs) that was funny (laughs) right before that I cast Mage Armor (laughs) you're like hold on (laughs) go (laughs) she'll grab Pogobin's hand and then reach out for hold alright alright hold your hand yep alright everybody click their heels I'm just kidding alright he closes his eyes and, and just sort of pinches his face a little bit and he starts saying something in arcane dialect of some sort, and it's not really something that you quite understand, Relop, but you, you feel like you, you're going to remember what he says. You're going to try to note the, 
the nuances in, in the way he's saying things. And everything sort of spins around everyone. And then you're standing next to this gateway. You didn't actually walk through it. It just sort of spun and like suddenly you sort of shifted places. And you're standing in front of this sort of carved out door in stone. Oh, okay. There's a cat. It's kind of a wreck in the room. Everybody's standing there and there's a broken glass everywhere. There's a bookcase that's sort of half hanging over a table. And there's a cat there. And the cat actually, it's it's like mottled fur with different patterns on it. And the patterns just keep moving around, sort of rolling around the cat. Doesn't say anything to you, just, just looking at you with these sort of green eyes that almost look like they're glowing. Are Isn't we it? in the... Like, it's the there, same spot that you were in when you took the birdcage. So we see the mural and everything on the wall mm-hmm. of yep. the Elven yep. City. Yep, when you look over, there's a mural of this city the cat had called Patreon. Where's the goldfinch? I thought you said it was a bird. Yeah, where's the bird? Here, kitty, 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 kitty. <laughs> I would not touch that cat, Hulk. Here, kitty, kitty, kitty. <laughs> I was about to say, well, has that ever stopped them? I don't remember. How exactly did I get out of here? Go back into the star. You remember room. from the, remember the star you remember from the room that there was a archway. The archway is not there currently. Where are we? Where is this? This is the Temple of Venifer. We're able to get inside. That's not the problem. Do I remember exactly how I got out? Well, there was an archway when you were there. Right. Yeah. So it already opened because you had touched a. That's right. Constellation on yeah. the other side. Pogaman is fascinated, by the way. Like he's he's like checking out the stonework, and he starts like looking through the shattered glass, and he's basically talking in some weird language that nobody nobody seems to understand. It's some like you don't know what it is. No, nobody here understands what he's saying. Where right. he starts talking to the cat, and the cat again is shrinking away. Doesn't isn't really saying anything. Pogaman, Relop, any idea how we get out of here? I'm working on that. Alright, if I can help, let me know. She's just kind of looking around, keeping an eye on the cat to make sure it doesn't like lunge at us. It's like a house cat, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Merkel. So it's got this weird sort of Rorschach thing going Fur on. Yeah. Around. yeah. I'm itching closer to it because I want to touch it since it's fur shifting. <laughs> I'm going to watch Hulk to see what happens when he touches what? the cat. <laughs> Hulk, don't Roll your animal cat. handling. <laughs> yeah. It's happening. Oh, we are in trouble. It's happening. Lucia's guidance. <laughs> Four. All right. He kind of goes, and it like kind of backs up and disappears behind the bookcase. I look behind the bookcase. It's not there. Ah. Well, the cat can live. Surely we can live. Is it some sort of magical cat, I suppose? Well, it wasn't certainly not mundane. So Relop's looking very perplexed, and, and Pogben kind of goes over, and he says, which direction did you, did you come into this before? Yeah. Which way did you get out? It's right there. All right. He puts his hand to it and he says, pass wall. <laughs> and a little opening He just moves says through. pass wall? Mm-hmm. In common? Uh, yeah. All right. Wow. And a little archway opens up for everybody. Does it go into the... Uh... Yes. Yeah, so on the other side, there's a brief tunnel. And on the other side, there's constellations. I'll walk through. And Sandra's kind of staring at the constellations in awe. Yeah, I would room. say this is one of the few times that Merck shows like any kind of real like surprise or emotion. He's just like stars and just sort of moving along. Tap my hand on the archway, and, and how do we get out of here? Is there another pass wall? No, I can I can get us out of here. That's a neat trick. I need to learn that. I went in through this room, and I think that's why I can't 
why I couldn't have gotten out through this room. He says there's very commonly a barrier beyond sequences. It's very normal. It's a way of protecting them. So if you can learn that trick, and he kind of points back at the archway. Yeah. Pretty useful. I don't suppose you got a spare copy of that floating around, do you? Just in my head. Of course. Let's just get out of this room. Lucan should be arriving shortly. Yeah, I suppose. And Tagaben is just like enamored. He's just so excited. He's yeah. looking around at everything. Ask him if he recognizes any of the... I, like, I'll point out all the constellations that I recognize. Mm-hmm. And ask him if any of these look familiar. Uh, you know, he points out a few that kind of represent some of the fallen gods. And then he, he does point out the torchbearer, which you, you knew already. He also points out there's one that looks like five points and then one sort of bright star at the bottom. Mm. He says that's the dragon. You were talking about the torchbearer. Is that supposed to be Pyrian? Is he the torchbearer? He says, I think that that's the idea. Even though Pyrian's not typically shown that way. It makes sense to me. Wasn't there a uh, constellation to Venifer? Or was I thinking something else? Yeah, there was. Okay. Mm-hmm. Do you kind of find it and point it out? Yeah. Okay, so that is probably what would be attributed to Venifer. Do you suppose uh, all of these go someplace? Because when I originally came through, I had to believe it was the Venifer constellation that led me into that teleportation circle. Do you suppose the dragon leads elsewhere? Since that's an interesting idea, I don't know. Hmm. Did you just touch it? I haven't yet. Are we supposed to touch one to get out of here? Oh, yeah. Zan's looking very (laughs) anxious. Yeah, there's a paladin to be yelled at. Yeah, sorry. We don't want to miss that. I got lost. Just as you're about to go to it, he goes, Ooh, the hunter and the beast. Ragadag. Yeah. She stops and turns. Ragadag. Really? That's his name? What's the hunter's the, name? The beast, right? What's the hunter's name? Gebadir? Mm-hmm. Haven't heard of the beast and the hunter? We've encountered the uh, tail once or twice. <laughs> and they're gods, right? Or they were? Well, more like demons. Demons? That'll explain Lincoln's feelings about them. Right. Old powers of, of the realm. Before the gods? How old, Yes. I'm not an expert, but I believe so. I think the gods were later than the huh. demonic powers. Wonderful. I need to get back to the stores and get more information. But we're, we touch the hunter, and she'll reach forward and touch the hunter. I thought we touched the torchbearer to get out. I'm confused now. Yeah, it's a uh, torchbearer, isn't it? Mm-hmm. No, it's uh, sand over here. Okay. All right, find the spot. The brightest star of it is sort of the torch itself. Touch it and <laughs> opens up for you. Huh. Look back at the other entrance. Is it still open? Um, it for a is that a concentration? No, I think it lasts for like an hour. So maybe? yeah, it's open. Okay. All right, everyone. And she'll make her way out the door. And she's moving fast. Yeah. I will follow right behind. <laughs> Lucan. Yes. <laughs> you can play Dungeons and Dragons too. After hours of rowing, your muscles are just aching, mm-hmm. but you don't care. You are on a mission, and you come up to the beach, and mm. there are. A couple of bodies of orcs laying there. A couple of them are singed. And pull your boat up onto the beach a little bit. There's a few skeletons off in the distance. What would you like to do? Start booking it towards the library. Okay. If I can Heading towards it. the tunnel that the orcs, the, where you found the orcs. Yep. So you're kind of running through, and we can imagine you probably get a 
skeleton or two that kind of comes your way, and you sort okay. of smack them out of the way on your way to the tunnels. Right. The rest of the group is making a beeline led by Zan towards the same tunnels that you're headed towards. You enter the spot outside of the tomb of Variamus, and there are a couple of sort of cadavers standing there as you walk into the chamber. Orcish, they've been dead for however long. You imagine that there's a few a few of them that you'd sort of felled when you were there. So those bodies that you killed were, for whatever reason, animated as you enter the chamber. Roll your initiative. Basically what you're looking at is just three kind of orcish figures. They're probably more the henchmen from that fight that you had, and they have, for whatever reason, animated, and they are looking to attack you. They're just barehanded, like, coming after you. Zan, it's your turn. Raises her sword. It glows. Lucian's Light, banish you, and she'll yell out kind of what she did in front of the little townspeople with uh-huh. the um, graveyard church sure. thing. So she is turning undead on okay. the three zombies. Okay. You need to make wisdom saving throws. Okay. 17. And then, I'm sorry, is it turning or is it blowing them up? It's turning. And le- what is their challenge rating? It's less than one. Then they explode. Okay. So basically, we, <laughs> see, we see these things come up. And they, you know, they do like very much look like you were, you kind of remember these orcs, right? Like yeah. they were the ones that when you enter the chamber and. Everybody's ready to draw their weapons, and, and she just says, Lucian's like, and suddenly light just sort of pulses out from her, and they just sort of almost like disintegrate. You know, I mean, they're sort of meat laying there when they get done, but it just kind of goes, and they fall to the ground in a heap. Remember, there was lots of bodies and swords in this in this space, mm-hmm. and so they just sort of add to the pile. Oh, we said to lean over to Relop. I think she's really mad. <laughs> Puts the sword away and keeps walking. Right. Like just very matter of factly. What gave you that opinion? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you guys get to the edge of the tunnel, and Lucan, just as you're walking up on the tunnel, you, you kind of startle for a minute because you're ready to draw your sword. And here comes specifically Zan walking out of the tunnel, and the rest of them come behind her. He just goes to a complete dead stop, and his hey. body almost droops. He's got a little bit of a disappointed look on his face. <laughs> <laughs> you egotistical monster! And she's just going to backhand you across the face. Just saying. She's going to be mad at you. Okay. Kind of grabs her wrist. Unless what you want to roll. You do you want to roll Zan? like a... He says, what are you doing, Zan? What are you doing? You left without backup? Without Merc and Relop the way you said you were going to last night? Correct. Why? Why do you think? You don't know what's in here. You could have been killed. Could have been. You could have asked me to join you. You had business to do. Well, now that business has been disrupted. To come save you. I didn't need to be saved. You don't know that. You don't know that either. So these two are related. You hear that from Pagaman. Oh, hey, Luke. How are you? Hi, Relap. Let me introduce you to our latest friend. Pagaban, this is Lucan, the champion of light. Nice to meet you. What was it? Pagaban. Pagaban? Nice to meet you, Pagaban. Don't worry, he'll forget your name in two minutes. (laughs) Quiet, Lucy. So what have you found down here? I just got here. Oh, I'm interrupting. Continue. No, it's fine. We'll talk later. We're going to the library, I assume? Yes. The Arsenam. Yes, it's the other direction. Go. Past the zombies that I just blew up. And she'll wake her way back inside. Lead him to it. Alright. So everybody sort of tensely walks back yeah. through, heads towards that place. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll pat 
Vukin on the shoulder a bit. It's okay, buddy. He just ignores you. You'll you'll have your day. Just ignores you. (laughs) You're back at the Arsenium. It's got that trap that's sort of sprung, Mm -hmm. right? Nobody nobody reset it, did Mm -hmm. they? No. Still sort of these two beams sort of sticking off each side. Door's shut, though, right? Uh, Yeah. uh, Yeah, did we reset it? Yeah, I thought we should. Okay. Hold, do you want to see if this thing is somehow trapped again? Yeah, sure, looks fine. (laughs) I open the door. This is getting ridiculous. (laughs) Lucana Merc open the door. So you step into this space again. We've got these bodies that are sort of piled up. There was something terrible that happened here a long, long time ago in which people were burnt. And start looking around a little bit, looking for these tablets. And you can kind of see where the ones were taken. They're a little bit sporadic because you were a little bit choosy. You started to look at what they were. You mm-hmm. kind of thought they were interesting. You grabbed the ones that you thought were interesting. And as people sort of separate a little bit in the middle of the room, something materializes. It's the image after the whole polymorph thing in which we had this troll that had been sort of like blown up and and all of its acid was sort of pulled from it and all these skin was hanging. There's effectively a phantom version of it standing there and it starts screaming Roll your initiative. <laughs> Yikes. It's a weird thing for it to scream. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> Did anybody bring dice? Roll oh, your my God. Initiative. <laughs> Got it. So, this thing kind of screams, and it's kind of frightening, and everybody sort of remembers that moment where this thing was standing there before Lucan took its head off. This is some sort of spiritual version of it. And Pagaben sort of stands there and he's very fascinated by it, you know, but he's, it's it's weird because you don't expect him, he's just so sort of like flighty in the, a lot of the ways that he's acted so far right. but as soon as this happens, he basically just kind of jumps right into things. And Holg you disappear. Whoa! Greater invisibility. <laughs> oh! <laughs> Suddenly. We've been here before guys! Holg <laughs> is not visible. At. And now it's Hulk's turn. I love this gnome. Hey! <laughs> this is now my new favorite gnome. <laughs> oh. Sorry, Reloff, you got replaced. To be fair, he wasn't his favorite gnome before. <laughs> to be fair. <laughs> All right. Well, I am totally running up at this ghost now. Or this specter or whatever it is. Mm, whatever it is, right? Yeah. We'll take a swing. Uh, AC 19. That it? Alright, the 31. Nice. Ooh, baby. Alright. What'd you hit him with? I don't have much to describe the necessarily. Soul like nobody sees soul it, right? <laughs> so suddenly this thing, you know, is, is freaking out. It's this sort of blood curdling scream, and it does sort of burst up a little bit. Nobody quite sees why. Hulk disappears, and suddenly it sort of squeals. And you feel like you got a good hit on it. I'll, uh, I'll take an offhand swing with uh, Toreador's Malice. Just okay. see if that feels like it. Bites into anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, AC 22. Yeah. 10 total. And again, it kind of... Ah, ah, sorry, okay, starts so it does feel like resistance. It, yeah. so, yep. Okay, so it's making contact with something. Part of me is just like, I didn't fight this thing before. I should have fight it the second time. I run up. Just a big, almost sleeping overhand swing at it. put me mm-hmm. number one on the leaderboard. So it's jumping in. Does an 18 hit it? It does. I will do a menacing attack with that. Okay. 17 total. Saving throw to do with menacing? Yes, it is a wisdom save or it's feared against me. I don't know if it can be feared. All right, and then on the second attack, I get a 12. Uh, 12 misses. 
Then it's your turn. Like, are, are we kind of in a circle, or in, and I know that yeah, you're somewhere much, up there. Pretty much around it because everything okay. started spread out and looking at it. the walls. That's so. right. You're looking at the walls. Yep. yep. So she's going to turn towards, ball up a big ball of energy in her hand, and then push it forward into him. I'm going to cast guiding bolt, and I'm going to do it at fourth level. Snap. So hopefully this goes. Ooh, yeah, 28. 18 plus 10. That totally is. Yay. 7d6 radiant damage. Nice. 27 points of radiant Ooh. damage, and the next person to hit him has an advantage on the attack. All right, so this thing bursts into it, and it seems to almost like be getting dimmer, right? Like it's fading. It's, it's made of light, and it starts, it, instead of spewing blood or something, it really just sort of like dims it a little bit because of the fact that it's this phantasm, basically. So, that brings us to Lucan. Lucan's sword lights up, starts on fire, radiant fire with searing smite, and he just gives out a huge yell okay. as he charges into it. White fire comes out of the flame. Nat 20. Oh, yeah. Whoa! Oh, nice. We're doing oh, the highest level of new divine good. smite. Does Relop even need to do anything? <laughs> Most likely not. <no. laughs> 64 points of damage. Holy cow! <laughs> 64? Right. So this thing, remember the image of this thing, right? Like just... So, excuse just, me, se- 74. 74. Oh my gosh. Good lord. Skin <laughs> hanging off of this thing, and it's kind of got this ghostly glow to it. This sort of almost, you know, white-blue light. You remember this thing just freaking everybody out after it popped out of that box, after you dropped it, and this is this sort of ghostly vision of it. And Lucan comes up to it, just sort of blaze with this fire coming through, and the thing says, not again! <laughs> and Lucant comes through and just wipes through it. And it's almost like the head sort of separates and then the whole thing just sort of dissipates. It was ethereal in a sense, right? Like it wasn't really meat or anything like that. And it just sort of almost breaks into pixels and just little stars in the air. And it is apparently gone. Lucan just stands completely still aside from his chest moving up and down from heavy breathing and he's taking a moment to think. Zane's just staring at you for a bit and sees if you ever turn to look at her or not. Then he uh, does eventually kind of stop thinking or whatever and starts to look around. While still invisible, I'm just going to start clapping. (laughs) (laughs) Just kind of start walking over towards the tablets. Zane will do the same. Lucan's got the crowbar, right? Yeah, I have a crowbar. Mm Mm-hmm. And just start pulling at them. Yep. Trying to loosen them up. Typically, they have two spikes in them. One towards the top, one towards the bottom. Okay. Kind of looks at everybody before he does it. Is Pogamon helping then... us with this, or is he just standing there? Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt with you. Because this I'm going to try to talk down? to him before. As we're taking down the tablets. He's not trying to help necessarily. Like, they're, they're pretty out of his reach. Sure. Is he watching us do it, I assume? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, he's interested. You know, But he's yeah, he's not really helping. He's more interested in... Seeing what's on them. Okay. If you're going to say something, now would be the moment. Exactly. Yeah. I have no idea what I'd say. Just tell them how you felt. What you said to Zan was good. Maybe just say it again. Oh. I want to like whisper, speak with your heart. <laughs> <laughs> like as a ghost? <sighs> Thank you so much, I'm a ghost. Still, still he is actually just maintaining that spell. He's just like, what the heck? I, I cast I got, it. I cast water. She'll stand near Pogaben as Relop approaches. What was the plan here? As he's trying to 
crowbar one down or whatever, he just turns and he says, well, we're apparently going to take them down and bring them back, correct? It's big screeching, echoing noises, by the way, when those get pulled out, right? Like beats in your ears as those things get pulled. He says, you know what my plan was going to be, but now I don't know what the plan is. Not entirely certain what the plan is either. This wizard is not going to let you destroy the tablets. He nods his head a little bit up and down in complete discouragement and frustration. Don't get me wrong. I don't hate you or your sister. It's your religion that I'm having troubles coming to grips with. And as I understand it, your next bishop has a strong chance of being a warmonger. I just found that out as well, which is one of the reasons why I did what I did. The reason why I think that the Pyrians deserve this information is because they've been searching for it. They knew this information existed. Maybe not the other side of the tablets, but they knew of the information. And they were searching for it. And Um, we come in with our hats in our hands, begging for assistance for your people. And then we go to their dig, find their information, and give them some of it. And we're okay with that. Kind of wants to see if this wizard's paying attention to this conversation. Try to be salty? Try to keep it away from it? Yes. You want to roll that? I rolled both a... Of, both of you. I rolled a nine. <laughs> Classic. Yeah. Uh, I need stealth? that die over there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll try it next time. <laughs> 17? Together. Go ahead and roll one more die. See if you, see if you can beat that. Relapse uh, is going to thir- shush you a little bit. I rolled a 13 on that one. Okay. To be in the middle of looking at one of the tablets. He's very intrigued by what he's what he's looking at. So he's going to really look at it with him and see what it, what he thinks it is, that sort of thing. Okay. Like trying to engage him in conversation. Sure. Lucan says you want to talk about this later. We can. There's no reason why we can't. I don't really know this guy over here. He's a far more powerful wizard than I. As such, I would recommend caution. Lucan nods his head. Well, let's work on getting these down. Yeah. Oh, it sounds like we're being buddies again, and I'm just gonna give both. <laughs> God, what? Ghost hugs. Why is he ghost hugs? What is going on with my arm? I smell Hulk. <laughs> so over the course of pulling we all these smell things Hulk. down, are we trying to keep uh, Lucan's going to be? When it comes to Pogaban, like what are we doing exactly? Are we trying to keep the information from Lucan, him? Or are we trying to be careful about the backsides of them? Yeah, Lucan's going to look at the back of every one of them and try to look when Pagamon's not looking. Because remember that you had to sort of wipe away whatever maybe adhesive or whatever it was that was on it. And so that's oh, okay. that's a big question, right? Like when you pulled them off before, you didn't just see it immediately. You had to sort of wipe at it. You have to scrub at it or just a wipe? You needed to add a little water to it is kind of what happened before. Lucan will try to do that when he's not looking on each one when he can. Just a little bit on there, rub it, mm-hmm. hope to almighty God that he does not get seen. Okay. And Lucan's not being very talkative and is super pissed towards everybody. Go ahead and roll your stealth. Well, I just want to let you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. Sure. Yeah. 15. Pogman is distracted enough. He's talking to Zan. They're trying to figure out what they're looking at. Doesn't seem to notice. You've got water skin, and you're sort of just, you're sort of splashing it. You're okay. sort of, and giving it a little bit of rub just to see if anything shows up. Out of the probably, I mean, really, there's probably two dozen that you're probably there for a long time. time right? I yes. imagine, I mean, right? it's hours of work. Yeah. Over the course of that, though, you find. 
three, where okay. when you wipe it, you're like, oh, yep. and you sort of mark it. You sort of note where it is. Sure. And there are three of them that have a similar thing on the back. There's something showing up. All right. At some point, if Xan looks over at Lucan during this whole time and Pagamon's not looking, Lucan's going to put his fingers up, showing three. He's just gonna... She's constantly looking over towards him while he, she's yep. engaged with Pagman, mm-hmm. trying to keep him distracted. So she'll look up at Lucan, see it, and she'll make a slow nod and then keep talking to him. Mm-hmm. Did I catch up? Lucan doesn't care if anybody else sees it. Okay. Except he just doesn't want Pagamon to see it, but he's he's directing it towards Xan. Right, roll your perception yeah. then. We'll just sort of see what you end up yeah, with. Yeah, he's not necessarily trying to hide it from anybody else. Eleven? I would say you probably see that, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. since he wasn't hiding it. And I'm just looking with Xan uh, at the stuff that Pagamon is. Look over it. Do I see Xan catch it? Yeah, I think if you saw one, you'd see the other. Just in the middle of the conversation, I'll just say, right after I notice that, I... Just look over at Zan. Mm-hmm. Well, that seems to be a fair assessment, don't you think? I'm sorry, I was lost in thought. Assessment of this tablet? She's kind of looking down at the one that Pogman's looking at. Yeah. I'm sort of jacking my thumb towards yeah. Lucom. That seems fair, doesn't it? She kind of runs her hand through her hair and head a little bit. She kind of stands upright. Master Pogman, we have something to tell you. Lucom stops what he's doing and mm-hmm. looks over. Several of these tablets have already been returned to the stores of knowledge. At least, maybe half of what's here. A number of pieces of information are very important to us. Obviously, everything you've been explaining here has been excellent information. We managed to find several before, and noticed that there was information on the back of some of them. On the backside? Yes. Schematics and information of technology from the first age of men... With a destructive capacity. What are these other tablets? What's the front of these tablets that we're looking at? It's mostly, like before, it's, it's kind of like a cross between technological and magic. But okay. they're lower scale. Maybe something that somebody would use as a personal weapon or a personal protection or something like that. So some of the fronts of these are do have military applications. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, and, and they did before, too. The ones you brought mm-hmm. before... They were mostly, you could look at them as magic items with like a technological twist. I mean, not necessarily unlike the mechanical broom, but like with maybe some of them were a little more militaristic. Okay. Mm -hmm. We found three of them before. There are three of them here now. We made a decision as a group to destroy the evidence of the backsides of three of your tablets. Lucan puts his head down and Mm -hmm. is shaking his head. Says, do you think they're my tablets? I don't know who they belong to, but the knowledge seemed too dangerous for anyone to have. So we destroyed them, we made no copies. What do you think they did? Destroyed cities, killed thousands or more, possibly fell the entire first empire. We found it best that no one have this information. However, the decision was mine alone, so if there is any consequences, I'll bear it. He says there has to be a reason that the First Empire scattered to the wilderness for centuries. I've seen ruins in Princeholm and Lucidum of weapons greater than anything we've been able to create, and I believe these are the plans for such things. I've seen melted stone before in my day. Can I see what you've got? Everything we've brought is to the stores, but for what's here... She'll kind of nod over 
Lucan? Lucan just puts his hand out to the tablets and takes a step back. He's not helping. Okay. She'll walk up and start pouring water on them and right. washing them off. Kind of looks at the big guys and is like, can you help me out? He wants to kind of see what you have. Sure, I'll lift the back of them so you can see the back of it. And he kind of peruses it a little bit. He sort of thinks and he's putting his hand to his chin. And We wanted no one to have this. No advantage. No subterfuge. Just removing the knowledge from history. If they're created again, they're created again. But no one needed a head start on this kind of massive destruction. I hope you can understand that. And he really spends a long time, like you're all sort of awkwardly waiting for him to respond as he looks at all these things and he's kind of going back. And if you help him, he's going to put three of them next to each other, right? He's going to put the three all together and he's going to stand. He basically just stands on them. He's just sort of looking down. So I don't understand all of the technological mathematics of it, but what I think that you have are three formulas. Does that make sense? I know what the word means, but I don't know the mathematics. So is this one I feel could be dropped on people. This seems bad. Yeah, so let's destroy it. She'll reach out to Lucan with her hand raised. He looks over at the wizard and is kind of waiting for the wizard, I guess, to do were, something. Were the it. other items that you had, were, were they things that would take out cities? Yes. Yes. Zan reaches out for Lucan again for the acid. He says, on the other side there, that's going to be knowledge that we'll keep. That'll go to the stores. I can live with that. Yeah, we only want the weapons that are going to annihilate cities gone. Everything else, the Perians can keep. So, orcs were looking for this information? Yes. Yes. I think so. One of them we questioned said they wanted to use it against the dwarves in the mountains. They were close to getting these tablets. He suddenly, you know, this guy's kind of smiley the whole time, and yeah. he really looks serious, and he says that can be allowed to happen. And the surest right. way to make sure they don't get it is to erase it right now, and we have acid to make sure that this is never found. Zan, he says, like, exhales. She was tense the entire yes. time of what he was going to say. He says, say. I, I want you to understand, Adgood is a threat to the realm. To the realm? If he were to breach the Mountain Kingdom, you will all perish. So I will destroy the backs of these now. If it is going to be a threat to the Mountain Kingdom, I think that we need to destroy it. Yeah, so now Lucan definitely looks very much relieved, and he goes over and gets the acid out and starts to destroy the backs of these. Zan's going to leave the Arsenaeum and go out into the hallway and just have a small hyperventilating attack. Okay. Any response from Reloth from this? I'll walk out of the Arsenaeum as well. You see Zan's like, her shoulders are going up and down and she's breathing into her hand and she's just... <laughs> like she's almost being sick to herself of just overwhelmed with what was happening. Well, looks like that's going to be taken care of. She kind of turns back to you and she's like wiping her face. What? Looks like we didn't have to have that conversation after all. No, we did. Was this okay? What are you going to do to stop the Castum and Ascension? I don't know. There are too many things going on. I, I can't keep track of all of them. I, the only person I want to be Pope is apparently dying, and there's nothing I can do to help. I know my church is broken. 
I've seen it everywhere. Our entire way here and back again from night's end. Hulk says I should stop worrying about everything. But I don't know how to. I don't know that you need to stop worrying about everything, but maybe prioritize what you worry about. <laughs> so what do you think should be first? What do you want me to do? I believe my brother's being held in Rontman. Alright. Why? What for? I'm not sure. Doesn't matter. Like a prisoner? I don't know. But I'm meaning to go get him. There's also a dragon. And vaguely that neck of the woods happens to have a uh, second orb of Vinra. So that you can have one and this benefactor of yours can also have one? It's a powerful item. I don't know what he plans on trading it for, but I'd hate to be without one. And you want to give him one? He wants one. Do you trust him to have it? You know my opinion of your church. But he seems to have a relatively level head on his shoulders. We don't know anything about this man. Does he have a name? Does his organization have a name? I'm sure they do. But we don't need to worry about that. My thought is, run through Rontaman. Pick up my brother. Pick up a second orbit, the dragon's keep. And then we're just two or three steps away from Wood's End. And we go murder a bishop. It's a very cavalier way of saying that. Merck's brother does not strike me as the kind of person who would change his opinion. No. I don't know if Merck's going to want to wait that long either. Well, everything seems to be in sort of a path towards Wood's End. Then I can drop my brother off in the Great Wood. If we're going to make changes to the church, I suppose Wood's End is a good place to start. There's a saying about omelets. What is it with you and food metaphors? Gnomes are a hungry lot. (laughs) (sighs) She's kind of trying to collect herself. And I don't have the ability yet. It'll be a while. But I do know that you're interested in taking care of Faridwen. I need Pogabin's help to create the item I need to go get her. But that can wait. Your brother... Merck's brothers and sister, everybody who's in danger, that's more important than me. Wondering if maybe the dragon might have the item you're looking for. You think? Well, he's got one of these. And it has to be crafted, I believe, but perhaps. Well, I've got some reading to do on this. Will you help me make this fork? I'll do what I can. That's good enough. Alright. You gotta figure out how we're getting these tablets back, and she'll make her way past you. Lucan is, in the meantime, wiping out the information. It was from what Pogman said, and, he, and again, he says he's not an expert, right? Like, he's not expert as, as arcane. But he, he thinks that all three of what he found was chemical. Mm. Oh, jeez. There were wow. equations that had to do with that, not only because he's dealt with enough. You know, he's gnomish. He's, he's from oh. Rontaman. Mm. He, he's known enough people that have been... Scientific that he could recognize some things. Mark, just an FYI, one of them cleans up pretty well, and then the other two are with the not so good chemicals that damage the back of them a little bit. Okay. So, and it just, you know, pox it a little bit, right? Yeah. It's not nothing crazy. Yeah, Lucan's not too worried about anyone calling him out on it. 
how are we proceeding? She'll make her way back into the room. He says, well, you could teleport back, but we're not going to take all these items with you. Are you. Do you want to pick your favorites? Wait a minute. And Rearlock pulls out his staff and stares at it intently. <laughs> and Pogman is starts looking at his staff intently as well. <laughs> what are these interesting... Stra- Ooh! So like you're looking at these straps. Oh. No one's seen hold for a while. Ha, <laughs> get it. Mm. <laughs> it expires after a minute, right? Yeah, after a minute. Oh, never mind. He's we back. see it. Oh, there he is. Back. We're disappointed. <laughs> We're disappointed. What's funny is like Hold's just like poking at somebody and they, he's you know, he doesn't realize he's visible. <laughs> yeah. You know, like quit poking me, Hold. <laughs> I'm a ghost. Um. Oh. Never mind. <laughs> You don't happen to have the reduced spell, do you? Um, readied? No. Okay. That's a good idea. You ready to camp? <laughs> I just rolled two to see. I gave gave it a percentage chance. and Yeah. Uh, no. Enlarge reduces. Lucan turns like to Merc and says, did you guys take a boat? I'm assuming you didn't. I'm still disappointed. See what happens when you actually talk to people. We did talk. Oh, Merc is criticizing you for not talking to people. <laughs> this is awesome. <laughs> I hate you all. <laughs> Dynafire. You can probably do a good four of them in that boat. Yeah. Okay. After that, you're probably weighing it down too much. Lucan really doesn't care. He'll just keep him here. Really. <laughs> I'm done with what I wanted to do, but no, he can throw four of them in the boat then. That'd be fine. You're back. We'll see you later. With four of them in there, it's still only him in the boat. Probably, yeah. It's it's set up for one. Per- I mean, like maybe Relop could ride along or something, but I don't think he wants to. <laughs> no, I think, I think Luke needs to just kind of think about his actions on the way back. Yeah, I'm the one that should think about my actions. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you're right. You should think about your actions. Was that verbal irony? Okay. Yeah, it was. <laughs> maybe I should just drink myself to sleep tonight, like somebody. It helps. Okay, I'll keep that in mind. Opening riffs again. Yeah. <laughs> trying, Mark. I really am. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're trying by slapping your brother and not having his back and flipping out on him. Yeah, that was yeah, a great left. rift closer. Yeah, you left without telling. It's going to break. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. I gotta worry about you, Jesus. All right. We have a much faster way of getting across this lake. Pogman, well, if you've got anything you're scheduled for tomorrow, even if you don't, if you could grab a handful of the town guard to hop over and pick up the rest of them. For me to keep? Well, I, I'd imagine you'd want them to go to the stores of knowledge. You can imagine that. Alright, that's fair. <laughs> if you can get Max... I might look them over a little bit first. They'll make it there eventually. I mean, but to be I mean, fair, we did that ourselves. Alright, so how's he getting us out? Are you trying to do something specific with these tablets? Let's get them to the stars of knowledge, I think. <laughs> what I'm asking okay. is, are you are you talking about wanting to bring these tablets back? Because I was thinking I can, we just all grab a tablet, teleport out there, and then let Pogman kind of sift through the remainders. Whatever's left. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I mean that's absolutely the case. Right. You can you can hold it, hold if, on and, and look yeah. on has to roll our boat back. I got to bring this boat back, so I'll put put four in the boat and so, I will catch you guys. And and he doesn't hold on himself, so there were one, two, three, four, five, plus four. That's nine. There's probably 
two dozen, right? Like we, we took a small percentage of them initially, right. but they, but he now knows that he's going to send people back to get more. You have verified that there aren't any more weird things on the back. And you did look at the fronts too, right? So most of what you saw in the front was just more of the same kind of more stuff. More of sort of, you know, it was, it was inventions more than anything, right? They weren't city killing inventions. All right. All right. So you blink back into Pogaman's space. And as soon as you get there, most of you drop your tablets because they're really pretty heavy. <laughs> and do you want to leave that stuff there? Or do you are you wanting to bring the, so the tablets that you I'm have? taking my tablet to the stores of knowledge. Okay. okay. So I'm assuming it's afternoon and I have to go talk to somebody, a brother Xerox, about my copies. All right. I'm going to leave mine here. I'm going to go back to the Blessing and Barrel. I'm going to get my to-go ale. And I'm going to go sit at the dock and wait for Luke to show up. <laughs> oh, funny. So you bring a lot of ale. Well, I'm also <laughs> bringing the second cup for him. Okay. Roll willpower. See if you can withstand from drinking it. No. <laughs> Are you telling her that you're doing that? Yeah. I'm back. I'm going to go wait for Luke and be nice to him. Kind of pause in the doorway and just a little polite nod and get walking. She's going to drop her tablet off here with him, and then she's going to show him the plane shift fork, the thing that she was going to come to speak with him originally about. Okay. About the creating of the thing sure. for plane shifting. This is something you need made? Yes. I need to enter a plane known as the Shadowfell. There's someone there who is hunting me, and I need to destroy them. Hmm. I've already done it on this plane of existence and she just shifted, so I need to destroy her there where she has nowhere left to go. I've cornered a beast and I need to kill it. He looks at you sort of sideways and he, and yeah. he says, you have to elaborate on that. <laughs> He's asking you to kind of tell the story a little bit. Okay. She'll sit with him and tell the story of mm-hmm. nice day at very high level. Mm-hmm. Unless he asks for specifics, she'll be open with him. At this point, because he also agreed with the idea of having to destroy it, this is like the first wizard who has ever made an intelligent decision that she kind of agreed with from that perspective of a high level, like of someone of authority. Mm-hmm. So she's trusting him to... Do you reference any names? Or are you telling him things that happen? She'll tell him the- Faridwin. She'll tell him Nog. She'll tell him Tenebris cultists. She's assuming some of that news has already gotten here. And you're talking about Night's Day specifically. Yeah. So that, that, that comes up. Yeah. When you mention Yudis, mm. he makes a face. Mm-hmm. And he says, Yudis, human, tall, still have the stupid beard, (laughs) the sort of half beard. It is quite stupid, yes. Not a fan of that man. Neither am I, but he's a bit of a necessary evil for me at this moment. Sounds as though he was involved in protection against the darkness. He and Bishop Albus fought Faridwin at the cathedral as she was... Slowly becoming an avatar of Nock in front of our very eyes. Albus. I believe I remember hearing he fought at the slab. He kind of goes and blanks out for a minute and sort of, you know, he's remembering something Mm -hmm. distant. Did you know him? I wouldn't say I knew him, but I knew of him. He was a great warrior in his day. He wasn't on the side that I was. She kind of swallows hard at the memory of him for a second and then just nods. I don't have the knowledge of this fork that you seek, but I think that Renwell would. Your mentor? Yes. Where is he? Rontaman. <laughs> of 
course. I'll write you a letter for my mentor, and I think he'll be able to help. It may involve coming back here. Are you willing to come back here? I don't know when, but I will try. I have a feeling we'll see you again after you leave. I certainly hope so. When he smiles, his eyes just disappear. These little beady eyes, he just, you know, <laughs> just, just sort Grins of that tight squints out. out. Yeah. Initially, he was sort of shockingly unattractive, but the more you get to know him, the more he's that starts to go away. He's, yeah. he's got his own charm. So you've taken care of your issue with the weapons. We're going to get the rest of these to the stores. What's your next step? Are you leaving town or are you staying? We have a lot of urgent business to attend to, but winter winter is making its way here. Travel will become difficult soon. You were involved with the grain shipment to Prince Home, yes? Yes. The events of Night's Day, as I explained to you, left many of our fields burned and our people in dire need of aid. The Pyrians have been very gracious in helping us out. Well, I think that's great. I, I do want you to know that I'm not necessarily Pyrian. If you make the assumption that everyone here is following that religion, you'll probably be disappointed. I've noticed there's several other here. What do you believe in, if I may be so bold? I've never quite decided. My mentor is a believer in Benefer. Hmm. Just very unpopular among your kind. Grelop, he just kind of stops scribing the scrying spell. Sits there and listens. I was happy to be in her space today. I'm interested in the constellations that she was showing. I feel like there's a purpose there. What are your thoughts of her being part of Tenebris? Was she just misguided? That's what my mentor says. Hmm. She was deceived. I haven't seen enough to know. But I'm intrigued by the notion. I'm interested in learning more. So we will stay for as long as we need to before moving on to our various other missions. Well, let me know how I can help. I appreciate your assistance in bringing this knowledge into the world. It was us or the orcs. The decision was obvious. You've dealt with orcs? There were some there. I think that it's important to know that there are powers outside of the Lucite Church and the Perian Church. I'm starting to realize that. The orcs have tapped into something beyond what you're used to. And if they get the chance, they will take down that mountain. Sounds like both the kingdoms should rally against the orcs. I would agree. How do we do that when they're at each other's throats? Good question. for listening to this episode of D4 on the Floor. Please check out our D4 on the Floor website at d4onthefloor.com. That's the letter D, the number 4, onthefloor.com for more great gaming content.